0: From Directions Magazine, this is Directions on the News for Tuesday, November 18th, 2014. Each week, this podcast looks at news and trends related to all things location. This is Adina Schutzberg, Executive Editor in Somerville, Massachusetts.
1: And this is Joe Francica, Editor-in-Chief in Huntsville, Alabama.
0: GIS Day is this Wednesday. It's our industry's annual opportunity to share what we do, why it's important, and to encourage its further use. GIS Day is both an educational and a marketing opportunity as we reach out to students, educators, and potential users in a variety of fields. On this 15th GIS Day, we examine how well we sell ourselves via our GIS Day communications. Directions Magazine is the leader in geospatial technology webinars. If your organization is interested in more sales leads, stronger brand awareness, and positioning your company as a key thought leader, then let us help you deliver a professionally produced live event that reaches a global audience. For more information on both our 30- and 60-minute webinar formats, go to www.geospatialwebinars.com. Last week while I was uh, looking at the news, which I do for the magazine, I pulled out a few GIS Day announcements and what I want to do today is to use them as artifacts as we think about how we talk about our technology and how we use the terms and the visions as we reach out to other people on GIS Day. So I collected four press releases. They're all in the uh, show notes and let's start out with the good. what about these press releases would you identify, Joe, as being you know, positive, they're going to draw people to the event, get people excited, uh, help educate people about GIS and GIS Day?
1: Well, the positive thing is that they're very educational in scope. And I think that's the first thing I would say, is that the purpose of most of these announcements was focused on the education community. I find that both a good thing and... Not troubling, but I'm not sure it hits every aspect that we could be doing. My first comment is, good that they w- wanted to get it out there and promote it, but um, missing the mark on some of the things. I, th- I think what they're trying to do in many of these was draw people in who are educationally oriented, and I think they missed it on those, uh, those other people who maybe wanted it to look at it as a career.
0: And it's interesting, because some of them do talk about g i s is a good career, and uh the Department of Labor says we need more people in this field right um so s- some do and some don't but but clearly the the main thing that that is to entice you is sort of learn more, learn more about this technology
1: right, right and i think um in, in particular the the Utah Valley one where the focus on k through twelve really did that did that very very well.
0: They invited 1,000 students this year to come.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which and sounds
0: like an overwhelming amount of noise to me. And,
1: and But they've also done their homework. Right? Yeah, right, at that level, right. But, but, but they've also done their homework in trying to get the word out, which is really, really good.
0: Well, get the word out, and they've done the other part, if I remember correctly. They have some uh, sponsorship, which basically allows them to bring the students in from all these different schools around.
1: Right, right. Which is
0: right. A, a terrific way to use those kinds of funds. Yeah, you know, so it's so all good. The other really important thing about the uh, GIS Day events is I could not find a single one that wasn't free.
1: Mm, right? Mm-hmm. So this is yeah, all about sure.
0: come, learn bring lots of people, we'll serve you cookies and hot dogs. I mean, Almost all of them have some food component, also that draws people in for sure. The other side of it is sort of the formal, we're having a conference thing. So many of the events have high-profile speakers. You know, we're bringing in people who know about GIS to speak to you. That's always nice. The other side that I found really compelling, and this is what would entice me if I weren't an educator bringing my students to come, is... The hands-on stuff, Google Glass, 3D printing, UAVs, a geocaching kind of treasure hunt experience. Right. It's about the doing, right? It's not about the watching people talk about. It's about the doing.
1: Yeah, and it goes to one of the aspects that the format for GIS Day is very malleable. What what the group uh, in Brisbane did uh, is really make it a mini GIS conference so that you can have hands-on, you can explore a variety of topics. That's not the purpose of some of the other ones, but if you look at some of the things that are going on around the world, it, it really is very different to almost every locale, and you make it what you want to make it.
0: Right. And and that's a really good point, that depending on sort of your resources and your time and your space, you do different things. And yeah, the folks in Brisbane, they're having a uh, UAV contest where you pilot uh, an indoor drone and whoever gets closest to the target fastest, you know, wins a prize. It's a, it's a neat way to certainly engage people of all ages. I would absolutely step up and do it. But it also gets people to get get their hands on one of these things, see what it can do, see how you can, in fact, pilot it, and hopefully extend that, use that as a starting point for a conversation about, well, how would you use this for mapping?
1: Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So so
0: take advantage of having those kinds of opportunities.
1: Yeah, I really like that aspect of it, and um, (laughs) I couldn't do that here in the States, but (laughs) I'm glad somebody's doing it.
0: Well, I think you could do it indoors. I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah. Okay, well, let's sort of go to the other side and talk about where the events and the announcements about the events uh, could be improved.
1: When I went to the um, PR and I read through the the ones that that you posted, I thought, well, okay, who's the audience here? And is it being picked up by the media? they are press releases, so you would expect the press to pick them up. And almost every newspaper, a local newspaper did. And I thought that was a good thing, but they really didn't, do anything more than publish the PR. They didn't really have a story about it. The, the News Herald from Kirtland, o- Ohio, picked up the PR. The Henderson County Blue Ridge com picked it up. But but it was just the PR. And, and really what needed to have happen is a little bit of hand-holding by the organizers say, hey, come on and, and let me give you a little preview of what's going on. And um, maybe a picture with some of the organizers. I think that would have helped. No, nothing works like getting something out ahead of time.
0: Now, how did you feel about how well the different press releases explained what GIS or geospatial technology was?
1: Yeah, very good point, or very good question. Uh, not well, I thought. I read these and I thought, if I wasn't in the profession, I'm not sure I would know what GIS stood for, for one. And I needed some sort of introductory paragraph to really Get it? There was one comment I guess I think was by the Utah Valley one that said, "Well, anytime you're using GI, uh, GPS, you're really using GIS." Well, yes and no. So I, I thought it was lacking. You know, there uh, wasn't any-
0: And, and, and let, yeah. me, let me pull that exact quote. And this is from uh, Suzanne. Walter, an assistant professor at UVU's Earth Science Department. She said, Every time anyone uses GPS or maps or anything like that on their devices, they're using GIS. In addition, our utilities, businesses, transportation, school systems, emergency management, resource management, and many other organizations all use some form of GIS. As somebody in the industry, that that first part is like, well... Yeah. Um, On the other hand, people on the outside... Oh, okay, so I'm already doing this GIS thing. I need to know more about it. So, so that could be a, a positive. And I, I think you're right. I was very disappointed that there was very little, it was almost, they were assuming that you know what GIS is already.
1: Yeah, I, I found that too.
0: Which yeah. is maybe kind of th- this challenge indicative. of we're talking to ourselves.
1: It's, a, it's indicative of our, our little closed little group here, right? If we're really trying to get out there, Let's talk in the language of out there, <laughs> and not make it our own little uh, nomenclature of words and, and colloquialisms. Yes. I, I, we need something else.
0: Uh, in, in the words of great marketing uh, person, uh, you got to talk like they listen.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: And, and let me give you an example of that. Reading Twitter this morning, I came across this quote by Thomas. Uh, And I don't really know who he is or what he does, because I couldn't find any information about him. But he apparently said something very important that somebody else retweeted, which is, I don't think programming is a good thing to teach. I think problem solving with code is the thing. I thought, oh, you know,
1: I like that. Yeah.
0: So what do we do in GIS? We solve problems with maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, or something of, of that ilk ooh problem solving you know hands on doing stuff problem based learning this is all what's going on out in the world of education for sure, and frankly in every consulting firm across the country that's what they do is problem based they have problem based uh exercises that is how they make their money right
1: like right decision. and and that in in therein lies some of the issues which if if we say well we're going to solve a problem with this unique digital mapping technology that is also lacking if you're going to tell me that you're going to solve an emergency management s- situation to mitigate the issues around losing power losing lives and i have a i have a technology that will give you a a view into a situational awareness of their language not necessarily always ours that's going to be the language they'll grapple with and then you introduce the fact well, the technology incorporates a variety of things and one of them is digital mapping as well as other technologies so we're not quite there speaking the language and we're not connecting right we're not connecting with the problem the people who've got the problem
0: or putting it in any sort of context just hoping i was going to see a gis because gis day is so open as to what you do and what topics you you choose I was hoping I was going to see one about Ebola. How are we using mapping mm-hmm. in fighting Ebola? Mm-hmm. Because as, yeah. as, we, as we've talked about, there's all kinds of maps. There's all kinds of resources. Why not use that as a way to get people involved in something that they know is going on in the world and that it is one of these problems that we're trying to solve?
1: It's, it's a hot-button issue, right, as others are, like things going on in the Middle East. These are hot-button issues, and the way we can attempt to solve some of these is with our technology. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree but, with that.
0: But, but reality check here, putting together some kind of hands-on experience to take people through that, that's a lot of work, for sure. Yeah. And you've got to get up in front of it. Right. Some ch- decide on what your topic is going to be. Decide on what the uh, activity is going to be. And when I say activity, I think people assume kids with scissors and paper, and, and I do mean that. But if you make a good activity for the the younger learners, bring in their parents and bring in the professionals and put them through that same thing. Yeah. Because they they will just attack it with the net knowledge that they have. But the, but the. Basic points you're trying to get across are the same.
1: Well, and, and you bring up another interesting tangential type of issue, which is we're, we're talking about things that are primarily for educators and K through 12 and all that. What about the businesses? What about the people in businesses? Although, albeit, I'll say that this is a time-consuming thing for them to take even a couple hours off. But businesses need to realize what are the applications, and uh, I would say that if I was a partner yeah, to uh, Esri or uh, Pitney Bowes or whoever inagraph, this is an opportunity to engage them in a kind of a non-threatening way, right? You know, come on into the office. There's a thing that you know we would like to show you. I, it's a little bit of a stretch for some, but in the vein of education and educating executives and business users. It's an opportunity.
0: Right, right. And, and maybe, and I said at the outset, this is an educational opportunity and a marketing opportunity. So right. if, you, if you run the little GIS shop in your little town, maybe you could contact the Chamber of Commerce and say, hey, we're going to have a GIS breakfast on GIS Day. Yeah. And, and just expose, yeah. th- this is what I do. And, yeah. and it could help potentially your business.
1: I think we are far enough down the road with the understanding of location-based information that it, we, it is not so much a stretch as it may have been in 1999 when GIS Day started. Given mobile apps, given the things we see in Google, I think we're down the path enough that the gap is less, it's still there, but I think we can convey what the opportunities are better than we had in the past.
0: Uh, we do, but we, we've got to do a little bit more work. I think we've got to have some more tools to explain what GIS Day is, or or maybe the tools are there, but people aren't taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because because these press releases probably come out of the committee that are is putting on GIS Day at these universities and 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 businesses. But then they sort of get turned into PR spin, and, and they, they may lose some things in the translation for sure. I see that all the time. So, so having a boilerplate that says, and maybe more of an outreach version of what GIS rather than a dictionary definition of what it is, is something you could put in your press release. Right. right? I think that would be helpful. I think the stats from the uh, Department of Labor should be quoted. Everyone says, the Department of Labor says we need more people in GIS. But I didn't see anybody like citing the numbers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. well, the numbers, are old-, there, you know? yeah, the numbers
0: the- are old,
1: Yeah,
0: and maybe that's why we're shy about even citing them. You know, let's get real. Are we selling jobs or not? Is yeah. there data to support that or not? The other thing that I think is an opportunity, and, and this is kind of, we sort of had a bit of a disconnect between Geography Awareness Week, now called Geo Week, which is this week, and GIS Day, which is kind of a separate event in the middle of it, if you will, but they're not connected. So the theme of GeoWeek this week is food, and I didn't see anybody talking about focusing on food for GIS Day. Wouldn't that be a draw? Everybody likes food, yeah, and we'd like yeah. to talk about regional food, and the sustainability of food, and people getting enough food, and how food travels between different parts of the world. And guess what? All kinds of resources from the Geography Awareness people are available to have those conversations. W- why not focus there? Yeah, that that's another option, but I, I don't see that that connection has been made in, in any of the things that I've seen.
1: Well, it's a true disconnect. Uh, if, if these, if if we're really trying to promote this technology, then there is a real disconnect here between the promoters of Geo Awareness Week and and GIS Day.
0: That's disappointing. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, maybe that's historic or, or or because they sort of came out of two different camps. Uh, so it, it's a kind of a challenge. So I guess I'm. While, like you, I would like to think that by this uh, 15th GIS Day, we'd be well along in in our outreach activities, it feels like we still have a lot of work to do.
1: Well, it, it is, and, and let's go to some of the other issues. Uh, the GIS Day was uh, started by ESRI. Uh, I think it is still couched as an ESRI event, even though they've, they've tried to, in some ways, disassociate themselves from it, but, but in reality, not. And so there is this... Um, Uh, Stigma, for for lack of a better word, and and you won't find many other GIS or geospatial solution companies participating for that very reason. And um, if you're a partner of of Esri, great, you got a little platform to promote yourself. But if you're not, you're on the outside, and either you're disappointed that you can't participate, or kind of it's irrelevant to them. So, yeah,
0: um, and I have to say, I found one sort of uh, boilerplate about GIS Day at the bottom of one of the press releases that, uh, again, just sort of made me uncomfortable. GIS Day was started in 1999 by ESRI, an organization that began as a nonprofit, but today has grown to be the leader in digital geographic information.
1: Yeah, I read that too. Did, uh, left I me think, a little lacking there.
0: Uh, I think you're right. ESRI has been trying to be less, you know, make this more of the world's event rather than ESRI's event. It's challenging. Well, that's all the time we have for today.
1: And from us here at Directions Magazine, I'd like to point your attention to the upcoming web webinars that we've got this week on November 19th, 3D Transportation and Infrastructure Planning with Esri CityEngine and LumenRT. And also on December 2nd, Getting top quality uav imagery best practices for image processing and collection all of our webinars can be found at www.directionsmag.com webinars
0: if you'd like to comment on today's podcast you can reach us at editors at directionsmag.com you can send us a tweet at directionsmag, or you can leave a comment where this podcast is posted on directions magazine thanks for joining us and be sure to tell a friend